Hey, I'm Dustin. And I'm Steve. Welcome back to the Wedding Photo Hangover Podcast, the finest phototainment in the world. We are an irreverent look at photography. This podcast, like aspirin, will help you recover from your wedding hangover. Dustin, you uh, you update your computer to Catalina yet? Uh, no, I'm not a big fan of that salad dressing, but thanks for asking. Salad dressing? Salad dressing? That's what you're going to go with? Isn't that, isn't that a dressing? Like it's like, uh, um, today we say we have uh, ranch, we have a blue cheese, and then we have this fine Catalina dressing. It's sort of a red vinaigrette that we like to spread across your leafy greens. I think what you're talking about is Italian. Mm. Uh, here, sir, we call it the Catalina dressing. Now, I'm pretty certain it's that's in, Italian. You should know that when, you, when you're here, your family. It's infused with red wine from the Portugal states. Where from the we, Catalina wine mixer. That's exactly what I was saying, sir. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. So, uh... Yeah. So you didn't update to Catalina for your I, for your iMac? I'm already having enough issues with my iMac as it is. With Mojave? Um, and I recently had my brother give me, uh, he wiped my old iMac and Ooh. got everything like fixed and updated and good to go on that. And then I found out because I, let me back that up. So got everything updated and fixed on my old iMac and I found out that Lightroom is no longer com- backwards compatible enough for it. And I was like, wait, is this the iMac what? from like 10 years ago? It is <laughs> the a, one with like the big not, white base. No, 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 no. It's my, uh, it's like a 2012 okay. iMac. It's like the first one that had Thunderbolt. Oh yeah. Wow. Yeah. So my 2008 Mac pro that I haven't used in a while. Cause I think I might've fried the uh, GPU. Mm-hmm. Um, probably if I got a new GPU, it wouldn't be compatible. <laughs> no. Yeah. I was super pissed. So I like updated it to like the most current, um, OS that I could, that it would allow me to. Um, and then I went to open Lightroom on it and it was like, sorry, uh, Apple CC is not compatible with this OS. It's very sad. Yeah. So now it's a giant paperweight on my desk. Yeah. Well, toss that one out. I've been researching ways to turn it into a second monitor. <laughs> That's what I love to hear. <laughs> so, Dustin, what are you drinking tonight? Steven, I'm so glad you asked what I, Dustin McKibben, am drinking this evening. Because, Steven, I'm about to just blow your mind. I was at the grocery store the other day. Mm-hmm as one might be. I'm walking down the aisle looking for some fine October beers to share with you on this podcast, as I vowed I would. And then it just felt like this weird pull coming from the beer aisle to the liquor aisle. I was being like called by something uh, spiritual, you might say. Yeah. And um, so I just randomly walked across and Lord, would you know, Stephen, I discovered this beautiful, beautiful, simplistic amber bottle of whiskey. Oh, what is it? Stephen, let me tell you a little a bit about this whiskey. It has buttery notes of deliciousness. Mm. Um, mm. It is called Screwball Whiskey. 
It is To the Misfits, The Black Sheeps, and The Screwballs. All those things definitely define you. Yeah. Yeah. Define it's like I, I read this bottle and I was like, it's like somebody knows me out there and they're like, we need to make this for Dustin. Yeah. A black sheep if you've ever met one. Mm-hmm. I mean, inside the bottle on the back of the label, it says it defines a screwball, an individual who is not afraid to stray from the cliche things in life, a black sheep, one who has the courage to stand alone. Mm. One who's very different and whose family doesn't love them. Yeah. Unloved. I love this. Unloved by their family. But Stephen, do you want to know the most defining element of this whiskey? The reason, Stephen, that I've been texting you about this whiskey all week long. Yeah, go for it, buddy. Go for it. All right. I'm going to show you, then I'm going to tell the audience. Peanut butter whiskey. That's right, Stephen. This is a peanut buttered whiskey. It's a flavored whiskey. Oh my gosh. Just throw that out. That is a black sheep. Oh my gosh gosh see that's why that's why i didn't want to tell you doesn't i'm so disappointed in i know you. i'm so disappointed i'm disappointed in me but then i tried it steven thinking this isn't going to be good and if you wouldn't know it i went back and i bought six more bottles of it oh my gosh why would you do that that's disgusting mm-hmm. the look on the lady's face when i went through the cashier and she's like wow six six bottles huh and i said well I can't imagine there's that many people who like peanut butter and whiskey enough to keep this company in business. So I can't imagine you're going to continue to stock this product once it's gone. We could only hope they'd stop stocking that product and people would stop messing with whiskey. Jeez, we already have to put up with cinnamon whiskeys and now peanut butter whiskeys. Uh, Steven, as soon as you come visit, if you ever come visit. Now I have six bottles, so I'm bound to have some by the time you come. Yeah, um, this is making me visiting much less likely <laughs> to happen. The idea that you're going to force me to but, drink this, to sully my my palate, my clean but, tongue. Steven, Steven, I, what excited me the most about this was not only did I love this, but I poured my wife a glass, someone who doesn't even like beer, let alone hard alcohol. She sipped it and she liked it. Mm-hmm. If that tells you anything about how smooth and good it is. What that sounds like to me is that it's a whiskey made for people who don't like whiskey. Mm. It's made for people who like peanut butter. And, and I am definitely somebody who loves peanut butter, Stephen. But anywho, that's enough about the best whiskey ever made. What are you drinking tonight, Stephen? Dustin, I'm so glad you asked. You know, tonight I'm drinking not one not two, not three, not four, but five different bourbons. That's right. Right before we started recording, Jen sat me down and said, Steve, we have five different bourbons in the house right now. I poured a little bit into each one of these glasses so you could test them. You could you could try them, test them, see which one's your favorite. And I said, that sounds like a great way to spend the night. I do have to record with Dustin and I can't do that drunk. And she said, oh, contraire. You can't. Oh, contraire. <laughs> I didn't know she was French. Yeah. yeah. So, Dustin, tonight I'm actually uh, I'm drinking Hotel Tango, Buffalo mm. Trace, Waythens, Woodford Reserve, and Yellowstone. And I want to tell you something, Dustin. My wife has tried all of these bourbons, and she likes them all. What's her favorite? I almost bought Hotel Tango. 
It was absolutely surprising to me. Jen and I do not have similar tastes when it comes to bourbon or whiskey. Usually we like things that are polar opposite of each other. Um, I went through, I tried all of the five bourbons she had laid out for me. They were all like blind to me. Do I didn't you do know like which a, was which. Like a cleanser in between? Yeah. 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 Cleanser. What is that? Uh, like just a cracker? Uh, blood of a small eel? What do you typically? Blood of my children, you know. Blood of <laughs> yeah. Wow. That went real dark real fast. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta keep it clean, man. Um, no, it's just pretzels and a little water in between each one. Uh, so I went through, I tried them all once, and then I went back through and I tried them all a second time. Because uh, otherwise, like when you're trying bourbon, like your first taste can kind of taint, be tainted because it has more burn than the rest of it, you know? So mm-hmm. you really got to go through it twice. Um, went through, tasted them all. Then I organized them into uh, order from my favorite to my least favorite. And Jen looked at me and said, I can't believe that's your order because that's my order too. It was it was a miracle. It's why we're so perfect for each other. Which I say, knowing like that a few bourbons. seconds earlier, I said, <laughs> usually our tastes are complete polar opposites when it comes to this stuff. But tonight, the stars aligned. Stars, the yeah. bourbon stars came the together. The bourbon stars aligned. Uh, yeah, so the Yellowstone, by far my favorite. Uh, why is that? It's got like a, it's got like a sweetness to it. Mm. Mm, Not like syrupy sweet, but just like a little bit of sweetness. Um, Real smooth. It's got a good burn. Not like a, not the kind of burn that's like, ah, my throat's burning and I'm going to die. It's just like this nice little like in the back of your throat sort of thing. And by like your second or third sip, that's gone even. It's just, it's real smooth. And Mm. then after that, the Woodford Reserve, uh, yeah, it's got a little bit stronger wood, flavor to it than the Yellowstone. It's a little bit more syrupy, I would say. But once again, smooth, good taste. After that, the Waythens, that's got that's just a good bourbon all around. Then Buffalo Trace, which is one of my favorite cheap bourbons. It's right up there with Elijah Craig. Um, and then the last one's the Hotel Tango, which is an Indiana company. And the Hotel Tango tried for the first time this week. And it's got this weird thing to it. Where the first sip you take of the Hotel Tango, like mm-hmm. going in clean palate, haven't drank anything all day, take a sip of the Hotel Tango, and it has a burn that like builds in the back of your throat for mm. like two or three minutes. Do you, like you just rise? like uh, no, not not especially. So you take a sip of the Hotel Tango, and you're just like, oh, that was real smooth. There wasn't any burn. And then like three minutes later, you're like. I feel like I'm heating up back there. Did I eat a pepper or something? What's going on? It's real weird. And then like the rest of the time you drink completely smooth, but it was my least favorite out of the five that I tried tonight. It just mm. tasted kind of watery as did, uh, the Wathens tasted a little watery, but not, um, but still packed, packed a pretty good punch. I don't know, man. It was, it's a good night. Good night for bourbon tasting. Good night for Steve and Alec, but doesn't Steven. Dustin, let's get to the show. Let's let's get to show the show. Show it up. Show it up, baby. First up, we got some follow-up from Bryce Michael Keegan Hudson. Can we just Hudson. call him MK Hudson? MK. Or just yeah, MK. Bryce MK. MK writes in to say, I am sorry, guys, but I have to let you know about a correction in the show. I am only three minutes and 50 seconds in, but had to be the asshole that stops everything to sound the alarms. The largest Oktoberfest outside of Germany is actually in my town of Kitchener, formerly New Berlin, Ontario. After which, 
it is Oktoberfest Cincinnati in Ohio. I bring this up in part because I am extremely excited to eat pretzels and drink beer for the next 10 days, including a five kilometer race I have on Monday where my medal is a pretzel and cowbell. And now back to listening to the episode. Wow, MK, you bring this up and you don't even invite Steven and I to join you. I would have been there. I would have been there for the 5K run. I would have gone slower than you, MK. I would have been there for the pretzel. (laughs) Just mostly been there for the pretzel. Yeah. And the cowbell cheese. That sounds nice. Beer cheese. Mm. Mm. Good beer cheese. Yeah. Sorry, I've been eating all day, and I just scarfed like a couple bits of my child's leftovers, and I'm still starving. (laughs) Still starving. Sorry, buddy. Oh man, I was up in uh, up in up in the Elkhart South Bend area. I went to Ben's Pretzels. Ooh, oh man, they don't have beer here. cheese. They don't we have beer those. cheese, but they do have. Uh, I don't know if you like to mix the sweet with your pretzel. Oh, I but do. But Ben's do Pretzels see. in like the South Bend Elkhart area. In Fort if Wayne, if you get it with chocolate, it's also down in Indy. I don't know what Fort Wayne's like, but in South Bend and Elkhart, if you get it with chocolate, it's like a chocolate fudge. Whereas if you get it down in India, it's like Hershey syrup and it's like disgusting. Why would you want that? But like the, the chocolate fudge that you get up like North, it's real good. Best thing ever to put on a pretzel outside of beer cheese. Hmm. But Ben's pretzels doesn't do beer cheese. They do nacho cheese and nacho Ugh. cheese isn't bad, but it's not, it's not beer cheese, you know? No, no, it's not. But I do love nachos. Yeah. So, Dustin, let's move on into our topics for today. Uh, <laughs> Dustin, how'd your weekend go? Do you, do you have any weddings? Uh, yeah. Yeah, Steve. I had so many weddings. So they many were, weddings. Tell me yeah, about it. I had one um, because that's all I can handle mm-hmm. in October with the way my life has been going. But um, Mayor working you to the bone? To the bone, Stephen. To the bone. But uh, no, wedding was great and uh, can't complain. Shot at a new venue that we had not been to previously. One that was one of those barn-like venues um, that someone kind of whitewashed white. I don't know if whitewashed white is that's kind of counterintuitive to say it like that. Painted um, white? Is that what you wanted to say? Painted? Painted, but it's like the whole building, the whole space is... It's like somebody took a building and they're like, man, I bet our bookings would go up if we tried to make this look like a barn. So they painted the outside red. They put up really bad looking shiplappy stuff on the walls. It's still like Yuck. a drop ceiling. Yuck. And I don't and like anything about this. Why did you shoot here? Everything. That's why we never shot there before. It's not our typical, typical venue. The hotel tango is gone. I'm on to the next one. Just, no. just update. Yeah, Start, I'm still going I'm, from worse to better. Yeah, I'm fin- finishing off this bourbon. You know, Jen, Jen poured like uh, five shots and then was like, I'm not drinking anymore. You got to finish it all, Steve. So yeah, I bought, I bought this bottle yesterday. Oh my gosh, it's half gone. It's half gone. Yeah. That's Jeez. a lot for me. That's, that's a, that is a lot for you, lot anyone. For that's a lot for anyone in one day in 24 hours. Half a bottle of bourbon whiskey well gone. it's been it's been it's been a week it's been a week welcome to october i cannot i hate that we as photographers um you know we have a love hate relationship with october because october for most of us is our busiest month of the year at least if you live in the midwest and um 
the weather is prime. It's not hot. It's not cold, hopefully. And uh, you get that beautiful fall colors. So everybody and their brother wants photos. Um, plus, if you do commercial stuff like me, you're like adding that to the top, like on top of all of that. Um, I don't know where I was going with this, but oh, we love it because it's you're busy. You're making money. It's awesome. But you hate it because you don't see your family and you're working sun up to sundown shooting yeah. like Jen a and I had four weddings this weekend so it's yeah, pretty crazy insane yeah I don't know what I would do if this month I had triple headers every weekend or even double headers every weekend for that matter yeah we just had uh we had two weddings the previous weekend for this weekend next weekend this this weekend like tomorrow we leave for mm -hmm. a destination wedding Oh, Purdue, right? No, Purdue, no. Destination Purdue, because no. that's where my wedding is, and I'm still yes. still hoping that I show up and you are the and photographer, and just yeah. in this whole ruse that you're doing this destination <laughs> wedding. No, I'm, I'm going to be down. Got to pack bags. I'm going to be down down in the beautiful destination in location Purdue. in Indiana, New Harmony, Indiana. <laughs> Where the Colts were. New Harmony. And that's Colts with a U. <laughs> Not the football team, okay, but Colts, okay. like actual Colts. We're like, you know. I was going to say, it sounds yeah. like where people say, hey, Stephen, you want to come down to New Harmony? Uh, we've got this book camp that uh, I think a would really camp. benefit you. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, no, I'm in. We wear robes. We chant things. There might be goats involved. Have you but heard I the good news really of Rodan and Fields? <laughs> Have you heard the good news of Rodan and Fields? Uh, that's everyone <laughs> no, I know down no, there. I haven't. They, they sell but Rodan and Fields. My hair is falling yeah. out to find out. Yeah. Uh, oh, oh. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. So your October is totally crazy. Can I, can I tell you, can I share a story with you, my good friend, Dustin? Oh, Steven, I love your stories. Give it to me deep and hard. I made a huge mistake at this wedding I shot this weekend. A huge mistake. Uh-oh. Okay. So, I show up. It's true confessions with Stephen Van Elk. I ask the bride where all the details are. Bride points me over to the details. Mm -hmm. She says, everything's there. My rings are in the boxes. Uh, the envelopes mm -hmm. with, like, the invitations are there. Um, there's also, you know, floral stuff and I'm going to go grab my shoes so that you can shoot that. And I'm like, awesome. Cool. And she's like, Oh, I'll get my earrings and my bracelets as well. She runs away oh, to get yeah. all that stuff. Gotta get those. I go, um, and I'm like, all right, I got to get all this stuff ready. So I just start pulling stuff out, uh, scoping out everything that's there so I can start laying it out, you know, to shoot the details, mm -hmm. uh, go through everything. Would. There's three boxes left. Those are the rings, you know, last thing I got to pull out, uh, pull out the first box ring, pull out the second box ring, pull out the third box bracelet. Uh, so I'm like, cool. I don't have the engagement ring though. So I need to get the engagement ring from her, I guess now. Um, right. Right. bride comes up behind me and what do you think she said? Um, she said, oh my gosh, got me a bracelet. That's right. Oh, she had mixed her gift in gift. with the details. <laughs> was it not wrapped? 
It was so it was in like a ring box and it had one of those ribbons on it, but it's like the ribbon oh, you can just slide right off. Box. Yeah, 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 yeah. And a lot of times when we shoot wow. weddings, the engagement ring has like a ribbon on it still. Unlike right, right. the, That's the how box. does yeah. their little boxes. So I just slid it off and I pulled the bracelet out, not thinking it was a big deal at all. Thinking, oh, this is just one of her details for the day. That's so, cool. So did you let me let me let me roll this back now. Let's role play this scenario. I'm Stephen Van Elk. Mm-hmm. You're the bride. You're over my shoulder. Give me give me the bride. Oh, you want to know I'm, what the bride I'm said to me? I'm opening the box. Okay. Yep, I'm opening the box. All right. Uh, no, I can tell you what the bride said to me. Uh, the, this is what the bride said. Oh my gosh, Steve. I'm so glad you opened that. I did not want to wait any longer. Thank you so much for doing that. 100% serious. Not a ounce of sarcasm in her voice. And what did I, Stephen Van Elk, do when she said that? I did this. Oh. <gasps> I breathe in super hard, just like that. Oh, this this bracelet, we bring we bring this as just a prop. We bring all kinds of jewelry with us. Um because we don't ever know what the situation's gonna be like, if something might get forgotten. So me, the great Steven Van Elk, I bring sort of a tool belt, a bat belt, if you will, <laughs> of jewelry in my toolbox, tool kit, jewelry box, jewel kit, whatever you wanna call it. Um, in just this type of situation where I notice, oh, you don't have a bracelet. Uh, I think one would be great. Um, because I'm kind of like queer eye for the straight bride where I can sort of mix and match your elements. And I thought this would be great for you. Um, and then you just kind of keep backpedaling, 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 do the photo, put it back in the box, give it to her and say, you should open this. Yeah. (laughs) Say it's a gift for me and Jen. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So she was completely cool with it. Uh, went out of her way to make me feel better about having opened it. And, uh, mm-hmm. it was, it was as far as the huge mistakes go, probably, probably the best way that could have gone. A lot of other brides probably would have been super pissed off. Would have said I ruined their wedding day, stuff like that. And she, she didn't even mm-hmm. tell anybody else. Like she didn't tell any of her bridesmaids. She didn't tell the videographers. She didn't because tell anybody else. It wasn't else I did a this. big deal. Steve. It wasn't a big deal to her. Yeah. No. So it was awesome. Uh, no, it wasn't a big deal at all. Period. No matter who was your bride no it it is a big deal if you open the groom's gift to the bride that is a big deal not to her though for some reason i think it'd be a bigger deal if like the bride did like boudoir photos that you didn't take them and you accidentally opened that gift that was for the groom yeah but that would typically be wrapped up or in a bag or something this is just like a box out with the other jewelry boxes so (sighs) yeah yeah. No, I felt I felt like crap about it for the rest of the day. Still feel like crap about it when I think about it. Yeah. Oh, I could tell you're you're the kind of guy that now anytime you see a bracelet or a box or a gift or a bracelet in a box with a gift, you're going to be like, oh, that one time I shattered that bride's wedding day dreams. Yeah. No, this is going to be like the story I tell all my brides when I ask for their details. I'm going to be like, now are any of these a gift? Cause I had a bride one time, give me a box that looked like a ring box and it turned out to be the gift her groom had given her on the day. And I opened it looking for a ring. Turned out to be her grandmother's ashes. Yeah. And I breathed them right yeah. in and I got more powerful. I got strong, <laughs> real strong. And now they call me Emerald. <laughs> no. Yes. Well, grandma Emerald, but yeah. you know, 
Grandma. Grammy. Yeah. Grammy Emerald. <sighs> Doesn't it, so have you ever made a mistake like that? Have you ever made a mistake nope. like that? No. No. Steve, you've Steve, never. I don't you've, make mistakes. Yeah. <laughs> you liar. You liar. I've never opened a bride's gift. I'm really good about this, Steve. I don't open the boxes normally. I, so there I was see a... boxes and they're not open. I <laughs> hand them to a bridesmaid and I say, hey, would you mind opening this? Well, she I was told in, the rings are right dynamite. in the boxes. Go ahead. <laughs> I didn't think anything of it, man. But you always do. Uh, then, then, Steve, you do one of those patented where you just kind of open it, kind of peek inside, see what it is. What did you do? I'm picturing something like, oh, like, oh, Nicholas Cage and National Treasure. Like there's lights, like a spotlight on your hands as you're <laughs> opening this coveted bracelet box. All the bridesmaids are around you. The bride slowly comes in over your shoulder like she's, you know, reveling in this archaeolog- archaeological discovery. And you're like, oh, it's the bracelet. Yeah. No? And then I just had to get out of there before anybody could catch me. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. And then I had to trace the other clues all throughout Indianapolis uh, so that I could find the original, you know, and the last bags clues of gold said, that were left by the Masonic Temple. go to New Harmony. New Harmony, India. <laughs> That's actually why Jen and I are going to New Harmony. Yeah. We, we got to get all the gold that the Freemasons left there. Oh. Find all that harmony. The new yeah. harmony, not the old harmony. Yeah. You know, Mike Pence was squirreling all that money away when he was governor, and uh, we got to find mm-hmm. it. we, we got to save this yeah. state from bankruptcy? What, what is our state facing challenge-wise right now? we got to save this state from... Um, from not getting Pete Buttigieg to the presidency? Oh, yeah. we got to make him president. There we go. Got it. Oh, yeah. Got to fund that presidential campaign. Okay, Dustin. So, there's been a weird thing that's happened to Jen and I recently. Mm -hmm. Little SEO tale. Not STD, SEO. Long tail SEO. Uh, So, there used to be a wedding venue very close to our house. It's called the Edge Barn. And the Edge Barn recently... Close-up shop, stop doing weddings. Uh-huh. It was like uh, the the people who owned the Edge Barn, it was on their personal property, and they just decided, hey, we don't like having weddings here. It's not like it went bankrupt or anything like that. They just realized, we don't like doing this. We don't like having strangers at our house every weekend. So they just decided to stop doing it. Took down the website. Everything just disappeared. Well, it has nothing to do with the state of Indiana cracking down on barn venues the last two years? No, has nothing to do with that. Um, so they they hated it. They told us while we were there shooting that they didn't want to be doing this anymore and that it was a huge mistake ever getting involved in this. So, wow. yeah. Yeah. So they shut down. They're completely gone now. Uh, the, it's like five minutes from our house. The barn still exists. The house still exists. It's all still there. They just don't do weddings there anymore. And um, as fate would have it, Apparently, a lot of people still search for the Edge Barn because I was looking at our Google Analytics after we got several people contacting us this summer asking if we knew how they could get in contact with the Edge Barn because they wanted to have a wedding there. And I was like, what the heck is going on? Apparently, we rank like number one (laughs) Google search (laughs) for this venue that no longer exists. And so people who want to get married. Oh, man. (laughs) 
it's only because the actual venue just deleted everything that they had. They're like, we're done. We're out. The website gone. So now there's nobody going after this keyword of whatever Except for anymore. you, man. <laughs> Except You're for like our blog post from like fruit. four years ago. You're like, mm. Let me get that edge bomb. Jim, we need five more blog posts on this thing. I was looking at like our Google Analytics, and we're getting like 25 to 50 people coming to our website every month because they did a search for the edge barn. Uh, Steven, if I were you, I'd be doing an edge barn styled themed shoot. (laughs) No, because it's not going to last much longer, Dustin. The barn is no longer in business. It's no longer operational. People aren't going to keep it's searching for this not, for the next five to I ten years. I think you're missing the point, Stephen. Being high ranking for a keyword has nothing to do with wanting to get brides who are getting married at that place. Because the beauty of it is they're coming to you because they have no venue. And if they're coming to you, I would assume that means they also have no photographer. So now you're like, <laughs> boom, you have a photographer. Let me help you find a venue. It's like cha-ching. Yes, I love that idea, Dustin. The problem with that is the longer this barn does not exist, the less people there are that will be searching for this barn. So why would we do a styled shoot or any sort of keyword, anything aimed at this keyword of the edge barn? It's not going to help us out in the long run. It's diminishing returns on this. Not if you make people, if you keep the ruse going, that it could be reopening, like a grand reopening of the Edge Barn styled shoe. But call it maybe like grand reopening of Barn on the Edge. You realize that to, to complete this ruse, what ends up happening is Jen and I have to buy a barn, call it the Edge Barn, yep. and then start doing yep. weddings at our own venue. Yes. That's Ka-ching. where this goes. That, that's the end game for that. I don't want to do that. Yeah. That's both the the middle, beginning, and the end, Stephen. Plus, the Edge Barn is such a... It ends with you drinking a hell of a lot more bourbon. The Edge Barn is such a terrible name for a wedding venue. Also, Jen and I, after shooting there, were like, it's we never want to edgy. shoot there again because of the way the owner acted, not wanting to ever, you know, have weddings mm-hmm. there. And also, the barn was like metal siding, like just gross. It was a gross looking barn. It was like the mm-hmm. sort of barn that people are like, uh, our church's youth group needs an indoor space to meet. This will work. That's what it looked like. Mm. Yeah. Man. Uh, just finished the um, the Buffalo Trace. Feeling good. Feeling real good, man. I'm feeling great. It's going to be a great do night you, tonight. Do you feel, Steven, do you feel like you could fly? I feel like, I believe, I believe I could fly. Wow. Oh, Dustin, I see you're, what you're hinting at here. Uh, you want to get to the next part of our show notes. And for that, Dustin, we're going to have to head on over to the Drone Zone. What? So without further ado, let's cross over into the Drone Zone. Dustin, as fate would have it, I flew my drone this weekend. <gasps> what were, were you shooting stills or video? I was doing neither. Dustin, just flying. <laughs> just I was teaching someone else how bulb? to use my drone. 
That's right. When you want to learn how to fly a drone, where do you go? You go to the drone expert. And so... Uh-huh. When, and who's that? When, when this person wanted to learn how to fly a drone, they naturally came to me, a drone expert, to teach them how to fly the drone. Yeah. We need to get you t-shirts made. <laughs> the drone non-expert. Yeah. I'm more of a read for my knowledge, not practice for my knowledge kind of fella. Yeah. Well, Steve I mean, Mano. they say the best way to learn anything is to teach it. So <laughs> here I am, drone expert, Steve Van Alk. Oh, man. It was, did it, it was how great. How did it go? Did you crash? What happened? Walk us through. Did this person feel overly, abundantly educated? So, yeah, I am pretty certain they feel overly abundantly educated because they had to call me halfway through flying the drone to ask how they could do something with the drone. Pan the camera. I want to do barrel so, rolls, Steve. I want to do barrel rolls. So uh, I, I loaned my drone out to somebody who wanted to do some drone video uh, for a project <gasps> they're working on. And before they left with the drone, I had to teach them how to fly the drone because they'd never done it before. It is not a licensed drone operator. <gasps> the Stephen Van Elk I know would never allow such a thing. It's scandalous. Uh, I'm not the one operating the drone, so I don't care. Uh, I'm curious on the liability on that one, because it's still your drone. Mm, yeah, well, I'm not the one flying it, so pretty certain liability lies with the flyer. Mm, the flyer's the drone. You mean the remote controller? <laughs> yeah, the remote <laughs> controller. So it's great, yeah. Uh, I had to teach somebody how to take off, how to land, um, how to charge the drone, how to how to unfold Whoa. the wings. It was like a straight drone 101 class, yeah. Wow, you really hit some hard-hitting, yeah. yeah. Also, also, I had to teach them which, which joysticks. You might want to think about a Facebook group, Steve's Drone-tography. <laughs> Uh, we have to leave the, the tag off of that. It'd just be Steve's drone graffiti. This is for video, <laughs> man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, really just no E at all. It's just I fly the drone. We don't yeah. shoot photos. We don't shoot video. We just fiddle with these joysticks. Yeah. So uh, the, the person in question needed the wanted to do some overhead shots for a thing they were working on. Um, it's like a mm -hmm. story about turkeys up in Ithaca. In Michigan. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The turkey so, story. Yeah. So they just wanted to get some like overhead shots of the woods and stuff to kind of set the scene and everything. Mm -hmm. They'd never flown a drone before, so like I said, came to me, the expert. Oh, as one would. Yeah. <laughs> I hope this oh, person knows also, you from somewhere somehow. They're not like googling drone expert <laughs> Noblesville, Indiana, and your name somehow pops up. Yeah, and I just, I let some stranger yeah. borrow my drone. That's right. Speaking of strangers and drones, uh, so the video that my video team shot this weekend was at a farm, mm -hmm. a barn wedding here mm -hmm. in the Edge. Indianapolis area. Barn. And they accidentally left my Zoom H4N and like a bunch of XLR cables and other stuff at the barn 
when they packed up at night. So the next day, my lead videographer, because I was shooting photos for a wedding at the same time that they were doing the video. So the next day, my mm -hmm. lead videographer drove back out to the barn to get all my stuff. And when he drove out there, um, they said, oh, yeah, you also left this stuff. And they gave him an XLR cable that is definitely not mine and a Phantom 4 <laughs> battery and charger. Oh, nice. Which he just grabbed because he thought it was mine or possibly my uh, my my second shooter who was there with him. So, and I was like, that definitely wouldn't go. fit on my Mavic, but my second shooter did have a Phantom and it's definitely not his battery or his charger, so. That's God saying, Stephen, time to buy a Phantom. Yeah, it's... it's I definitely should. I think you're right. Mm -hmm. uh, no, I got to get in contact and with whoever it is who owns his? it. Guess who's going to be selling his? Me. Yeah. Would you like to buy my Phantom, Steve? I would not. No. Okay. Uh, no, I got to track down the person who this battery belongs to because they have it like labeled with their name and stuff. So I'll figure it out. Mm, smart. Smart. I actually, speaking of drones, I did crash my drone this week. What? Dustin, but, how is this not in the show I notes? Because, Stephen, I shoot with my drones so much that things like this happen to me on the regular. And it's not show note worthy because unlike crashing you, happens on the regular. I crashing am a happens drone on the regular. expert. <laughs> you are a drone. No, how many people have you taught how to fly your drone? <laughs> and then fielded phone calls from while they were flying it nobody i don't want anyone else to know how to fly a drone oh the best part was when this person called me about the drone because they couldn't figure something out they said so i'm driving the drone right now and i about <laughs> fell out laughing on the phone call i've got it I, let me park the drone hold on Steve, <laughs> do you, any tips on parallel parking this thing what road were you driving this drone down <laughs> Wanted so much to be an do asshole, I have to stop but I didn't. At red lights, do I have to stop at red lights when I'm flying the drone? Just curious how that works. Um, <laughs> Only if the cops are watching. No, actually, that's how I crashed my drone this week. Is I was I was shooting a home. I was uh, photographing you a, at home, a red light, <laughs> uh, a large large estate, and um, it was super windy out, and. I uh, got up above the house, and as I was getting up above the house and flying backwards from the house, um, somebody called me. Yeah. And my phone is what I use for my remote, and the call came in, and which negated me hearing the beeps of like, tree, tree, warning, stop backing up. Wait, how does that work? Because when I have my Mavic plugged in, my Mavic Pro, not my Mavic mm -hmm. Pro 2 like you, um, I can't That's get right. phone calls. Oh, I can still get phone calls. Because Jen has tried calling me before when I've been out flying the drone, and it, it won't ring through. Oh, I still get them. Yeah. You just have better the, better better phones than me or better better service or is this a Mavic Pro 2 friends. upgrade? Probably better, better friends. That their calls... <laughs> breakthrough drone technology because i was i was flying the drone at a wedding and jen took the couple out to do sunset shots which she mm -hmm. had told me wasn't going to happen for a while and she tried calling me to tell me she was you know doing that with the couple and uh it wouldn't go through because i was i was on i was on on the uh you know the flight on, or whatever on like donkey kong yeah, yeah. so i missed sunset <laughs> man 
You're a terrible human being. I am. Maybe I'm you okay with that. Buy a Mavic too. I should. I should upgrade. Shouldn't no, I? I, I no, I I don't know if maybe there's a setting that I have unchecked or whatnot that allows calls through. I'm too afraid if I put it in like airplane mode that it's going to negate the signal that somehow talks from remote yeah. to phone to drone or whatnot. Um, um, not if you're in like sport mode on your Mavic because that uses the RC. So you should be able to put it mm. into airplane mode because it doesn't use your Wi-Fi for that or your Bluetooth or anything. It's all through the remote. Interesting. Yeah, that's why people come to me, the drone expert. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Have you put the yours o- in the sport only thing, mode a lot, Stephen? The only thing I would mess with is uh, like the map and stuff like that because you won't be able to have cell data if you're in airplane mode. Mm, and I love. But all that we cell were told data. recently that maybe after you shared your story about like people tracking you down, remember Josh Withers said, maybe just mm-hmm. turn your data off on your phone when you're flying or make it so the uh, DJI app can't use your data and then Fort Wayne police won't be able to track you down. There you go. Oh, Dustin. So I got a question for you. If you really want to work with a wedding planner answers or other wedding vendor, mm-hmm. But all of the photos, they... We'd have to have wedding planners first, but go on. Yeah, or other wedding vendor. I covered that basis for you. But all the photos they post to their website and social media are a different style than how you shoot. Would you consider changing your style to make it happen? Hmm. No. No? Next question. That's it. Just done. No, I recently shot with a wedding planner who loves the Van Elk editing style um they're more in that dark and moody type vein and um we were doing video at this wedding but i was i thought for a hot second like "Hmm, i wonder if i could pull some stills from my video and edit it to like match her flow so she would recommend me and then i was like hey do you know the van was there a wedding photographer at that venue Wait, was there a wedding photographer at that venue? She was like, yeah, I love the Van Elks. No, no, I want to get back to this. And I'm like, no, no, no point trying to get into good graces with this person because she already loves Stephen and Jennifer. That was flattering. And I do love that. And I wish I knew who this was, but uh, I'm willing to bet this story was completely and totally made up. So uh, (laughs) was there a wedding photographer at this uh, venue or this wedding you were shooting? Yeah. And you're going to pull some stills from your video? Who also... The photographer also didn't shoot in this style like what you and Jennifer shoot in. More in that dark and contrasty with a little bit of spicy. I don't want to call it moody. I like to call it spicy. Spicy? Caliente. Hot, hot, hot. So, you know, everyone's like, you're either bright and airy or you're dark and moody. Those are like the yin and yang of wedding photography right now. I like to think of Steve walking this line of... Hello, we are not dark and moody. We are caliente. I love that. Yeah. Uh, So I got a, (laughs) speaking of bright and airy, dark and moody, uh, at one of the weddings I shot this weekend, there was uh, the invitations for the wedding. And the people Mm -hmm. who make the, who made the invitations for this wedding, they send over a invitation, plastic wrapped, specifically for the wedding photographer. So it's like not one that they're supposed to send out to their guests. This is specifically for the wedding photographer to shoot. And in that invitation okay. thing for the wedding photographer, they also include styling tips for the wedding photographer. Ooh. 
and uh i was reading through the styling tips and it was like shoot on a neutral background lay all of the invitations out and shoot them together make sure they're all separated from each other and none of them are overlapping and then the last thing it said was oh when you shoot on your neutral background make sure it's a, a gray color or something so that you can really you can really make the uh your photos bright and airy <laughs> And why does being on gray make it able? I don't know. It was like a neutral background or a get ray background, and make sure you do it so it can be light and airy, bright and airy, light and airy. However, they phrased it, and I just threw the thing to the side. (laughs) I just threw the thing to the side, and I was like, "Screw that." (laughs) This invitation person doesn't tell me how to do my job. I love that you actually took the time to read it, though. I was so curious what it was. You're like you're like that kid who gets the Lego set, and before he starts ripping the Legos apart, he's like, hold on, hold on, guys. Where's the instruction book here? Where's the instruction I book? was okay with all of the styling tips until it got to the end, and it was like, make sure you shoot it light and airy or bright and airy or whatever the phrasing was. And I was just like, it screw this. It would be better if each part of the invitation suite had like lettered, little letter stickies on it. And it was like, all right, place A, top left corner, B under it, C overlapping A, one quarter inch, with neutral... No, they said not to overlap at all. This is like second level styling tips. <laughs> I threw the whole thing out. I was like, I'm putting floral going over the the things. I'm going to have wow. some of them overlap. I'm pissing on them. I'm pissing on them. Yeah. When, well, when, when they were trying to tell me how to Golden do my job at the end, these. I was just like, screw this. They don't deserve. They don't deserve this. Because it was all basically like... It wasn't how to style it to get like good shots. It was how to style it so it fits our style as an invitation company. That's what it really came down to. And I was like, I don't care about you guys. I care about me. This is my wedding that I'm shooting. These people came to me for my style, not for your style. I'm going to do whatever I want with this. I would have taken the photo with the invitation setup guide in the photo. I guess. To send to the... I guess that gives you guys my answer on whether or not I would consider changing my style to work with a wedding vendor. I'd be like, no, screw you. I'm going to do the opposite. I was like, I'm putting all of these invitations into direct sunlight and I'm going to make sure I'm going to block off all the light that goes to the neutral backgrounds. The neutral background just looks so dark. And then I'm going to put pieces of charcoal around them and I'm going to light this shit on fire. And then I'm going to take that charcoal and I'm just going to, you know, put a little bit under the eyes of my bride. Just, just like she's playing sports Mm. ball and she's trying to get the glare out of her eyes. That way I don't have any squinting pictures. Yeah. Nobody wants squinting pictures. Uh, I, golly goodness. I have looked at like a lot of different wedding planners in our area and like the kind of stuff they put on their websites. And I would say a lot of them that work Mm -hmm. with us on like a regular basis, they don't put work on their site that is anything like ours, even though like we'll work like three, four or five weddings with them a year. So I don't, I don't think there's really hate you. I don't and no, It's not that it's that when they have brides who want our style of work, they come to us. 
but they're what they want for their business is a different style. Like they're go, they're specifically targeting different sorts of like brides with a different style than necessarily ours, mm -hmm. but they still end up getting brides with like who prefer our style and they know to come to us for that. And so I think there's room in every market, um, to go after what it is you want to do. And people will come to you for that kind of work, whether or not it's what they portray on their website or what they show, because you just got to think about it. Like, there's, there are less wedding planners in Indianapolis than there are wedding photographers. And true, they're not going to get every single wedding that wants like a bright and airy look like most of them portray on their websites. And so when they mm -hmm. have something that is dark and moody, if you've been sending them over like bright and airy stuff that you shot and edited to fit that style, you're now competing with all the bright and airy like photographers that they're already recommending out who are like in their stable. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you stick with your mm -hmm. style, then when they have a bride who wants your style, they come to you because you're the, the different person as opposed to the person who's conformed and trying to do what they're doing. And I know that doesn't always work. I mean, we're all running businesses and we gotta, we gotta feed our kids, but you know, you gotta, you gotta find what works for you and what brings in business to you. And for Jen and I, that has worked. Your kids, that's the name of the game. But I mean, our style is constantly changing though too. And it's never for any wedding vendors. It's just for what we want to shoot and what we think is fun to shoot. Yeah. I would say like two years ago, we were a lot darker and moodier than we are now. We're throwing around the idea with um, this associate brand and this like secondary studio. We're going to start um, completely starting the script over on our editing style with that. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like a totally different look. And for all those edits, you can send it straight to Bespoke Town. <laughs> I try. I keep trying. I think their email's broken. Yeah. I broke yeah. it on purpose. I, I send everything from Dustin McKibben straight to spam. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Mm. That's how it works. Wedding hashtags. Dustin, should your clients be using wedding hashtags when they post photos to Insta? Do you use your clients' wedding hashtags when you post to your Insta? Uh, no. I mean... I always like ask them when they're doing the getting ready and small talk. I'm always like, what is your hashtag couple? Like, tell me all your fun little trendy Pinteresty things. And they're always like, Oh, we're like hashtag Mike likes me or hashtag, uh, Tori's got an STD or whatever. Oh, STD is like the initials of my fiance, <laughs> Stu Thomas Daniels. <laughs> um, I Stu Balls it's, Thomas it's, Daniels. It's <laughs> but, um, you know, or like um, Blue Balls Forever. Um, Blue Balls is the name of the venue. Really odd choice of venue name. I know. Um, but uh, yeah, I always ask them what their hashtag is. And then I'm one of those people who take photos and video throughout the wedding day, but then I don't post them until the reception on Instagram stories. Mm -hmm. And mainly because I'm so busy. And if I am able to like think enough to capture something, I'm not thinking enough to capture it and post at the same time. I'm not that multifaceted. And by the time I get to the reception and I'm posting these things, I'm just... Typically, I'm in line to eat or it's right after I've eaten. 
and I'm not like, oh shit, what was that hashtag? Like blue STD balls? Like what was it? I don't recall. I don't Dustin, even remember Dustin's at this point what their names are. standing there in the line are. for the buffet and he's like, here's a picture of the bride, hashtag blue STD balls, hashtag me so hungry. <laughs> Yeah, this about sums it up, man. How about you? Here's a, here's you a picture Mr. of the groom hashtag? getting ready. Hashtag blue STD balls. Hashtag yum yum. <laughs> hashtag yum yums. Hashtag hope they have meatballs at the reception. Here's a photo of now yeah. the bride's mom getting getting ready. Hashtag it's time to eat. Hashtag blue STD balls. <laughs> Yeah, I like to come up with hashtags throughout the day, and then I randomly throw them in, unrelated to the photo themselves. <laughs> it's kind of like a word play game. Yeah. Yeah. Hashtag, Just I gotta pee right the now. on all this hashtag thing. <laughs> so, <laughs> we see... Uh, we see people doing hashtags for their weddings. And sometimes if I remember when we go to actually like post the weddings later, when we do like a blog post or when we do sneak peeks, I will remember to use the hashtag. Um, you want to know what the most photos I've ever seen on a hashtag were for one of our couples. What? 25. 25. 25 photos that their guests had posted with the hashtag. Um, so a lot of people say the whole reason you should do a cute wedding hashtag for your wedding is so that then you can, there's like apps you can use that'll download all the photos your guests post with that hashtag. So then you can download them all. Oh. So then you get more photos from your day. That's kind of like the whole reasoning behind gotcha. it and why people want to do it. Um, but sure. the resounding response I've seen in uh, a few different wedding planning groups I'm in, because, you know, always got to be thinking about what's next for Steve Van Elk, you know, after wedding photography, maybe wedding planning, who knows? Anyway, mm -hmm. almost every single mm -hmm. person I've seen in these wedding planning groups says that it's a huge waste of time. Nobody ever posts to those hashtags because they don't care that much. When people post with hashtags, right, it's, it's to get more exposure. And yeah, <laughs> It's to get more exposure for their own photos and for their own account. And if they're posting using a wedding that they're at's hashtag, that doesn't really give them more exposure because most people aren't searching for that hashtag. Only the bride and groom are. And more than likely, bride and groom already follow those people. So, Right. It's not like, hey, look at me, hashtag ice sculpture. And the bride's always like, yo, dog, like, why didn't you hashtag forever and always 2257? And they're like, oh, man, I'm sorry. I just wanted to, like, represent this ice sculpture. I just want to go to, like, a wedding. And they're like, yeah, no, our, our wedding hashtag is Instagood. <laughs> Instagood. There's nine million, nine million photos posted <laughs> this week alone with our wedding hashtag. Oh, we're going to have so many yeah, photos. What, what's, uh, what's your hashtag? Uh... We just, we've really fought a long time on what to do and going back and forth. So we landed on just like hashtag wedding. <laughs> we thought, we thought that's one that most people are going to remember and people are going to be able to find it. Um, so yeah. And it just fit, you know, it's a wedding. I was looking through hashtag, all the photos on this wedding. hashtag and I was like, I don't even remember when we had all the fireworks go off over the palace that we apparently got married at, but I love it. And I'm so glad I get to share that with the rest of the world. Hashtag wedding. There was so many more people there than I ever thought. 
Oh, baby. Finish Ew. the Woodford Reserve. <laughs> mm. Dustin, I'm on fire right now. In my chest, in my heart, in my mouth lungs. <sighs> Dustin, before we go to Q&A, do you, do you want to share a five-star review we got recently? Steven, I thought you would never ask. We'll, we'll do a five-star five star review, then we'll head over to, to make some money, and then we'll do, we'll do the, uh, you know, after the ads, we'll do our whole thing with the Q&A. Five-star reviews, Stephen, are literally what, you know, they're, they're what keep me going. You know, I'll be at a wedding, I'll flip open iTunes, the, the bride just put me down, the, you know, the, the wedding planner who doesn't exist is, you know, telling me I've got to eat bologna sandwiches at the reception. I'm depressed. I'm hurt. When the bride put you down, did she say something like, you opened the gift? <laughs> <laughs> probably like, probably like why'd you bring that second shooter that opened my gifts i gotta keep you know what? i've gotta call security at the reception so he's not over at the gift table opening all my effing gifts <laughs> man that would have been great just <laughs> really hammer at home that i open gifts just like at the reception i'm over there just... i mean right. he's probably well, one uh... of those guys that shows up to other people's christmases and he's just opening the presents under the trees before it's even christmas all right let's do this <laughs> five-star review all right five-star review time kenzie mcmullen literally the best comic relief for photographers being a full-time wedding photographer is a unique mix of constant stress and fulfillment it's a great to listen to it's great to listen to steve and dustin because i can relate to them so well when listening i feel like i'm in the conversation and it's funny because i find myself laughing out loud <laughs> and can you not read can you not read a five-star review like you're reading a question from facebook oh my gosh show these people some respect they've been nothing but kind to you with their five-star this isn't a one-star review dustin cringy Ugh. and talking back to them while alone in my car laugh out loud but anyways, I will always recommend this podcast to my other Tog friends. Jeez. Do you want to give that one another try where you don't come off sounding like a dickhead the whole time? I felt like I sounded like I was just trying to channel my inner Kenzie. I imagine Kenzie's a nice like person a, and not a sarcastic douchebag like you. So <laughs> it's really hard for me to pick up on that. that was, uh, anyway, not a drip of sarcasm yeah, in my no, voice. No, let's, let's go straight into, uh, you know, money time. Let's, let's do some money stuff. Let's make some ads and then we'll do some Q and a, you ready for that? Yeah, I'm always ready. What we'll be back we after making? a word from these sponsors. Let's do some Q&A. But, but Steve. John Schuster Surich. Wow, that's mm -hmm. a tough one. From our very own Facebook group says, lend me your ears. What earplugs are any of you using during receptions? I've been using basic, cheap drugstore earplugs, but want something more sleek mm -hmm. and professional. My ears have been damaged from years of standing too close to the stage at CBGB's and other small venues. So now I do my best to protect my ears and also so I don't have to hear that crappy wedding music so much. So... Who has advice on good earplugs that will protect while still allowing you to have a combo that doesn't break the bank? 
or am I the only one who uses them? So yeah, it's a it's a great question, John. Actually, first of all, Steve, can you tell the audience out there what a CBGBs is? Uh, CBGBs? A CBGBs? Yeah. You don't know what a CBGBs is? Yeah, yeah. Um, just I, I feel like they should know because uh, us professionals we know, but um, for those out there who might not know what a CBGB is, it's a college it's boy a, girl an bar. Acronym. Yeah, college boy girl bar. Um, so it's okay. it's for people yeah. um, who go to college boy girl bars as opposed to normal boy girl girl bars or no, normal uh, you know college bars. So it's it's a bar mm-hmm. that is mm-hmm. for both boys and girls, and uh, also co-ed. non-boys and non-girls. Yeah, yeah. You could almost say it's co-ed, but they don't really go by that. So. Mhm. 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 What else could it be, Steve? <laughs> um, it could also be uh, cars, bands, gears, bar. So it's a cars band gear bar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's where you take your cars and your bands when uh, you need new gears. And uh, also that there's liquor there that you can buy. So you take the car in to get some work done and you just get, you know, some screwball whiskey from, from your favorite, from, mm-hmm. from your favorite bartender. Get a little peanut butter in there. You're like a dog. They put peanut butter in your mouth and then you don't have to worry about, you know, what they do with your car or your band, whichever one you're there for. A lot of people don't know this, Sounds but like most bands right there. have cars and most cars have bands. So it really goes well together. So back to the question at hand, John, um, whether or not to put earplugs in or what brand to use, et cetera, et cetera. I have never worn earplugs at a wedding. Um, but I was at a wedding recently, a couple weeks ago, um, where the DJ came up to me before the reception and said, Hey, would you and your wife like earplugs? I bring extras for the photographers. I immediately look at my wife. I say, no, no, thanks. We're okay. Um, and I say, if he asks us if we need earplugs, then we probably need earplugs because the music's going to be loud. (laughs) How loud was it, Dustin? It was annoyingly loud to the point where the wedding coordinator constantly had to tell him, can we turn it down? You're rattling the glasses in the bar. Did he break the glasses in the bar? Did he break the glasses? Because if he didn't break the glasses, I don't see why they're complaining. I mean, this wasn't like a barn venue. It was a high-end country club style wedding. Uh, you know what? I've been to a lot of high-end country clubs, and usually those places are more shoddily built than most barns. Let's be honest. It's probably true. It's probably why I was shaking so much. <laughs> so, uh, did you have earplugs of your own in your bag? Did you use earplugs we don't that wear the them. DJ gave to you? No. No? Nope. We are earplugless. Yeah. What about you? Are you are you one of those guys who shows up to the reception and he says, wait, wait, no, hold the first dance real quick. Boop, boop. In the ears it go. I'm in my own zone. I'm in my own zone. Um, if I could find earplugs that didn't look like earplugs, I probably would. Uh, you know, something like smooth, sleek, uh, you know, kind of hidden. 
I think I think I would be mm-hmm. okay with earplugs. I find myself at a lot of the weddings I shoot at some point in time having to stand like in front of the speakers while I'm shooting or just walk in front of the speakers while I'm shooting, you know, and I can definitely feel it in my chest, in my ears, um, all over the so place. Steve, most of the speakers nowadays, they have a volume control on the back of them. <laughs> you so just go you around and turn it down. yourself in that situation, just, just reach around and just say, God, this is too loud for me. Zoop. Give that DJ the old reach around. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because most of the speakers nowadays are all wireless and bluetooth and wi-fi and all that stuff all that technology yeah you just gotta yank that crank on down yeah just be like what's a mixer i'm a mixer bitch i'll mix that on down to the reasonable audio level level dustin what's a cbgb you tell me now i want to hear your cbgbs (laughs) Oh, Stephen, I'm so glad you asked what a CBGB is or other small venues. Um, a CBGB is a cowboy or... or no, girl. that one doesn't work. Cowboy or girl <laughs> bar? Bar, yep. <laughs> Which would be a CBOGB bar. <laughs> no. Seabog. <laughs> Sibogba. 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 Tonight we go to the Sibogba. Uh, it's a crappy baby, good baby venue. Crappy baby, good baby venue. A mm-hmm. Cincinnati brewery gingerbread venue. Mm-hmm. Well, I like that one. That one. Mm. That one sounds nice. I thought so. Yeah. Cinderella's beautiful. Gang bang. Cinderella's <laughs> beautiful gang bang. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, John, I think you might be one of the only people who uses uh, earplugs. The reason I don't uh, isn't just that they look ridiculous. Most of them that I've seen out there, though, I, a lot of people in the Facebook group drop great suggestions for ones that don't look obvious, um, along with Amazon links so you can buy it. Uh, but... So many times people yell stuff at me during the reception, and if I had earplugs in, I probably wouldn't be able to hear them, which could be a bonus. Photographer, photographer, take my picture. Take my take my picture. Photographer, me and my friends, take our picture. Yeah? Yeah. You got earplugs in? You're you like, just walk right away. I'm sorry. Sorry, the music's too loud. I can't hear you. That would have been priceless that one time. But I think if I was going to go that far... I would just wear wireless earbuds, like noise-canceling earbuds, so at least I could listen to my own music. Mm-hmm. If I'm going to go the distance to block out what I'm hearing, I might as well wear, yeah, like noise-canceling ear- earbuds. Just just my two cents. Yeah, what would you listen to if you got noise-canceling earbuds in? Would you listen to well Cinderella's ballroom gangbang. Steven, I'm so glad you asked. I would listen to the Wedding Photo Hangover podcast. <laughs> that is, uh, I mean, I would want to feel educated, entertained, yet enlightened while I'm walking around a wedding. I might pick up something, a tip, a trick. You never know. I might learn that someday I want to grow up to shoot at CBGBs. Cinderella's ballroom gangbang. <laughs> As you said earlier, right? Exactly. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. Alex Bruce from our very own Facebook group says, asks, 
Does anyone here successfully sell prints or other wall art with any level of regularity? We use PixieSet and they have a lab integration feature that we finally took the time to set up and nobody ever buys prints. I do try and sell them, but admittedly, it's a pretty weak effort. I wonder if I'm just doing it wrong or if people are more reluctant these days to spend money on high quality prints and canvases. Hmm. Alex Bruce from our very own Facebook group. That is a fantastic question to someone other than Stephen and I. Um, I can speak for the two of us that we are, uh, neither one of us are high pressure salesmen of the after the fact wares such as Prince, Wall Art, etc. However, unlike Stephen, Alex, I would love to become somebody who peddles Prince framed works of art from my weddings to my couples in order to double my revenue on a wedding because I hear that's possible. I hear that that can be done. All right, Dustin. So here, let's, let's walk through how you want to do that. I'm your client. You're mm-hmm. trying to sell me. Let's do yes. it. Okay. Yes. Hey, okay, Dustin, great. I'm so glad to meet with you today. You did an amazing mm-hmm. job capturing our wedding oh, at Cinderella's thanks, Ballroom Gangbang. <laughs> it's one of my favorite venues. It's one of everyone's favorite venues. Yeah. Yeah. We were just wondering why you invited us into your beautiful house with all these printed photos of us all around. Um, is is there yeah. something else you wanted yeah. from us? I love you so much. Mm. Well, this does well, feel creepy. Thought, um, I just thought... We really expected you to well, focus Steven, more so on the Cinderella you... ballroom gangbang and less on us during the wedding. It's what we wanted photos of, but. Well, you know, I can only do so much when they throw the ball gags at me, but um, I want, <laughs> this is going in a really weird direction, but uh, I wanted to sit you down, Stephen, with you and your uh, wife now. Have you gotten used to saying that word yet? Wife? Wow. So it just goes so fast. Next just, thing you know, they're all grown up. It doesn't quite roll um, off the... Well, waifu, Wi-Fi. Wayland. You might want to have him checked out by a doctor, ma'am. Anyways, um, so what we wanted to do is instead of sending you a link uh, where you look at these photos for the first time on your phone... I do like links. so impersonal. I like Zelda's, too. And I just... And I can't be sure that your phone it doesn't have a crack in the screen because I know how clumsy you are, Stephen. Drinking all that bourbon all the time. Not to say you're an alcoholic. Wink, wink. But we do have bourbon back here. Would you like some? Yeah, I would. Perfect. Here's here's two glasses. All right. Let's sit and let's just... We're going to just go... Oh, let me give it get, get a good taste of that first. <coughs> what the... F- there's peanut butter in this. Why is did you put peanut butter in this bourbon? <laughs> I know, isn't it fantastic? It's terrible. Well, we thought maybe you had a peanut allergy, so we thought we'd try it out. Anywho. <laughs> you wanted to kill me. You wanted to kill me. Good day, sir. I will be going to my videographer to see if they have any 4K footage I can print out and hang on my wall. I bet they focused more on the Cinderella's ballroom gangbang. Look, well, Stephen, lucky for you, we did your photo and your video. So, Damn it. Um, <laughs> we have all the footage. Well, I guess I'm back here again then. 
So let's go through the photos. Perfect. You looked at the photos. You loved them. You're crying. You're so happy. Um, oh my gosh, Dustin. So I wanted to... It's like looking at the face of God. Not my God, <laughs> exactly. but a God. Probably a heathen God. Myself. <laughs> not the Christian God that I grew up with. But maybe one of those like other Zeus, ones. Like Zeus, but maybe a cousin. Like a cousin of Zeus. <laughs> like maybe one of those um, Norse ones, but not the good looking ones like Thor. Like the dirty ones. The dirty Viking ones. Like the ones that rode the boats or maybe built the boats. Or maybe just the oars. <laughs> maybe it was a surf. Maybe I'm looking at the face of a surf. Maybe it's a smurf is what I thought you said. <laughs> oh. But all right, so you, you looked at the photos, you love the photos. So I wanted, to, before you guys go, before we, you know, we talk about the USB drive and all of that goodness, I wanted to take this opportunity um, to show you some of these photos that you guys provided of your walls at your mm, house. The Yellowstone um, Bourbon. Through oh. this amazing, super expensive software we have called Fundy, we're able to kind of show you some ideas we came up with on... Um, just some photos we thought would look really good, you know, above the couch, over the fireplace, over your bed, in your bed, um, on your dog, etc. Are you and, trying to get um, me in bed with my dog? Um, <laughs> anything after a Cinderella gangbang. <laughs> but um, with this peanut butter whiskey, it'll be real easy. <laughs> You still think I'm to the bar? But, um, you try to sell me anything? This is the longest build-up to a sale idea, ever. <laughs> well, the idea, Stephen, is that it's so unsalesy that it that it works. So then they come in. You show them some examples in your own house of different sizes, different products. Like here's a canvas, here's a framed print, here's an acrylic, um, and then you just you you say, hey, we're you know running a promotion on this item. If you guys pull the trigger on it today, it's this price. After today, it's this price. And then they're so emotionally invested in seeing the wedding photos. It's, you know, two weeks after the wedding, while well, they still have all that fresh wedding money that they mm. got from their wedding in their pocket, not thinking about that Tesla they're going out and buying or anything like that um, quite yet, that they're like, oh my gosh, I'd love three canvases. But Alex, to answer your question, here is the here's the place I struggle. I have trouble charging a lot of money for these um, wall art type things because we've gotten to a place with the internet where our clients can go to Smug Mug or wherever and they can order pretty much the same thing. Might not be as good a quality, but it's good enough to the, for Do you them. sell them the print rights? Um, Do you sell them the print rights? Do they have the print rights? Of course. Of course they have the print rights. Alex, you can't take any advice from Dustin. He's just told you flat out in his own words, he doesn't know how to do sales. No, but you asked me, Stephen, to role play with you on how... You can't sell... You cannot sell them the print rights. You cannot sell them the print rights if you want to sell them the prints. Uh, Alex, you got to stop selling them digital files. Stop giving them digital files. Only sell prints. You shoot the wedding. After the wedding's over, you don't deliver any files. You bring them to your house and you only sell them wall prints. Why would you give them digital files? And then you say to them, hey, 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 you buy X amount of dollars in prints and I'll give you the digital files. 
<gasps> wow. Blow it up. Blow it up. But yeah. Isn't that something I said I was thinking about doing where I would only give them watermarked files? And you were like, you can't do that, Steven or Dustin. Sometimes I forget who I am. This whole me doing both voices thing is really getting tricky. Um, it is. And so often with the Stephen voice, you make fun of your Dustin voice. It's so weird that you would do that when you're voicing both people. I know. It's crazy. Um, but I'm just like, why... Why would I not do this? And you're like, Dustin, if you tell them they're getting digital files, you can't bait and switch them and tell them you're getting digital files. And then here's Dustin and Crin watermarked web only files. Yeah, because you're doing a bait and switch. That is a bad business tactic. That's how people get bad reviews and go out of business. No, you're like, here's the carrot. Here's the carrot. And book me. You know what I mean? It's carrot and stick. You're supposed to be, here's a carrot, and if you don't like that, here's the stick. What's the stick? The stick stick is is your money in my pocket. (laughs) The stick is watermarked files that nobody wanted in the first place because you bait and switched them. You said, I'm going to give you digital files, and you gave them digital files with a watermark. Why would anybody Mm -hmm, want that? And mm -hmm. they're only web-sized digital files, too. I'm just saying, you can't say digital files and then give them crap. And that's what you're going to give them. Crap. I'm saying, say they're I'm saying, you say digital no files. digital files unless you buy so many dollars worth of prints. Unless you get an album. I'm just trying to understand that. Uh, 10 by 10, and that's 10 foot by 10 foot, not 10 inches by 10 inches. 10 by 10 <laughs> wall. It's literally Canvas. a room. It's a room in my house. You it's, walk in, it's, it's literally the ceiling. Literally, you had to take the ceiling out so that you could put this in. I don't know if you know so this. So this is 10 by 10 closed? Like, you, when you open it, you need another 10 feet. Are you thinking through this scenario? You need a pool is what you need. You know, whatever you need. You have to build your own you have to build your own barn wedding venue <laughs> to hang your ten by ten in. And then to cover well, the cost Steven, of buying that ten by ten, you can start doing weddings in your barn that you built to hang in. There you go. You just gotta put some plexiglass up in front of it so people don't spill beer and wine all over it. So Steven, have you guys ever attempted in person sales post wedding? Or was that just an avenue that you and Jen quickly realized that you're like, uh, more money after a wedding that they already paid us thousands of dollars for? Mm, not really my cup of tea. So we have it set up on our we, we do everything through pass and we have it set up so people can buy stuff after the wedding. Every once in a while they do, but they don't always. Um, another thing we do is we do albums and albums don't you come get, just get like print credit? Albums come with a set number of pages, and then when we design the actual album for them, we design it with extra pages, and we tell them they can buy those extra pages. Or we can just delete pages to get it down to what they, uh, you know, what came with their package. So we, so we do some upsell ta- tactics, but uh, we, don't, we don't do a, a lot of stuff. The designing more pages and putting those in the album thing works um, largely because when Jen does it, she says you can't like mix and match the pictures from like one page to another. So you can't like say, does anyone ever call her out on that and say, why, why can't I mix and match my pages, Jennifer? 
No, nobody ever does. Not that I know of. If somebody did, I, I feel like Jen would give me a, a lot of uh, a lot of uh, back talk about that. She she would let me know. Back talk's not the right word. Jen would let me know if somebody had said that. Dustin, do you want to you want to do a wedding? I just feel from... like I would get some blowback. <laughs> You're always getting blowback for everything you do. Dustin, do you want to do a question from Facebook? Yeah. I thought that's where all of our questions came from. Oh, but not from our group. Jasmine. Jasmine Star. I mean, Jasmine from a random Facebook group asked the following. What do you guys manage to get photos in the tall grass? I really want to do some, but my clients are afraid of going in the tall grass because of ticks. Steven, Mm. how do you manage to get photos in that tall grass? Well, Jasmine, it's really just a matter of uh, becoming one with the ticks. You're only afraid Mm -hmm. of the ticks as long as you feel like you're separate and different from the ticks. Jasmine, we live in a giant world, and we're all carbon-based elements in this world. We're a small world. We're we're all made of the, the same things. We're all one with Mother Gaia. And the sooner you can convince your clients that there's nothing really that separates them between the ticks and the grass, the sooner they will stop being afraid of the ticks and the grass. Much like the ticks feed on the blood of your clients, your clients feed Mm -hmm. on the blood of your business. Think about that, Jasmine. True. Yeah. Very true. So next time they give you any lip about the ticks, you just tell them, I don't care. You're a parasite on my business. Boom. Boom. Putty in your hands. Putty in your hands. Yeah. Yeah. I guess Jasmine star moon, uh, sun, um, what Solar I system. would do typically planets is, uh, I, I just bring a mower with me. So whenever <laughs> I see that tall grass, I'm like, guys, guys, don't worry about those parasites. I got this. I go over to my minivan. I open that, you know, touchless tailgate option that I've opted for. Cause it makes me look like a real badass. And then I whip out that electric powered mower with a bagger on it, let me tell you. And I roll that sucker over that tall grass like it didn't even see it coming. I'm like, goodbye, ticks. Goodbye, tall grass. Hello, freshly manicured beauty. Mm. Now people see their photos and they're like, oh my gosh, was that at a golf course? That looks so good. You're like, no, that was actually at some nature preserve. Like, super wildlife protected. Like, kind of you know wild that, that, that if you was, will that was in the prairie grass at a nature preserve yeah i wanted like, i wanted my oh, clients was... to really be captured in the memory of tall grass but not <laughs> in tall grass like a tall grass graveyard mm-hmm. yeah if you look really close i feel like yeah. you can really see the spirit of the tall grass that used to be there moments before this photo was taken surrounding them and uh, also if you look at my client's dress when they walked away you can see the grass stains all over the bottom of it because i did cut the grass right before they walked through so it was a fresh cut and uh, that fresh cut mm. left a lot of green a lot of green on that wedding dress other option jasmine if, if for whatever reason you don't have a kick-ass minivan like me, 
and you can't fit the mower, um, you might remember, and you might be too young. You could just eat it. You could eat all the grass, Jasmine. But that that is one option. You could bring goats. But you could... uh, I'm saying, I'm positing a world where you don't need goats. You become the goat. You're one with the goat. (laughs) You know, before I was like, you could become one with the ticks. Now, one with the goats... And now you're eating them. Do you remember those bouncy shoes, Steven? And I know where you're going. Moon shoes. You wear them all the time. Moon shoes. Yes. Moon shoes. But I meant the literal, like the things you put on your shoes and you were like little trampolines on your feet. Yes. Cole Hans. Got it. (laughs) I will have to mention longtime listener of the show, Taylor Ford. Great wedding photos, by the way, Taylor. Um, Whoever took your wedding. Really amazing work. Oh my gosh. Did you did you shoot Taylor's wedding? Is that what I'm hearing? Jeez. I noticed this week she posted on Instagram that she was trying out Cole Hans and then followed up with that saying, game changer, heading to Columbus, Ohio to buy more Cole Hans because these things are legendary. Why would Saving- you why would you head to Columbus, Ohio to buy more? You could literally buy Cole Hans anywhere. Because she lives in a very small town in Ohio. <laughs> you could literally buy Cole Hans on Amazon. You can literally get them anywhere. Not in Ohio. I think they only have a Walmart. You don't need to go anywhere. It's Amazon. There's an internet out there, Taylor. Taylor, let me tell you about the internet. Some people like that instant gratification, Steve. <laughs> Yeah, there is instant gratification. You press a button on the internet, you look at your bank account, and there's less money in it instantly. Instantly. Instantly gratified. That's gratifying. It's gratifying to watch the money disappear. That's the real buzz everybody gets from shopping is they just watch the money disappear. Yeah, we're buying a new minivan this week. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Wedding Photo Hangover Podcast with Dustin and Steve. If you want to help us out, jump on iTunes or Stitcher and leave us a five-star review. If you want to connect, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Wedding Photo Hangover and our or on Twitter at Wedpick Hangover. Dustin, my man, McKibben is on Instagram at Dustin underscore McKibben. And Steven is at Steven Van Elk. If you want to get involved with the awesome community of listeners, join the Wedding Hangover Facebook group. But if you really want to warm our hearts, head on over to steveandustinsavetheworld.com. And you can sign up to support us for as little as $1 a month. Mm-hmm. It's extremely helpful to us and to the making of this podcast. And to Dustin buying new minivans. Things he doesn't need. That minivan is only two years old. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time your head is pounding, your limbs feel like dead weight, and your entire being aches for the sweet embrace of death. That's right, next Sunday, after you have to listen to Dustin say he wants to buy another new minivan again. Dot com. Dustin. What do you think? Should I get get it, not get it? You should not get it. Your minivan is so new still. It's two, three years old, tops. I went went in for an oil change today, and... The dealership was like, hey, Dustin, so glad you came in today. We have a shortage of minivans. We will give you top dollar and pay the remaining balance of your loan on your minivan. If you let us buy your minivan back and then you get another loan and buy another minivan from us. Yeah, exactly. This this is bull crap that your dealership has mm-hmm. fed you and you should not do this dustin mm-hmm. this is a very bad idea yeah
but the new minivans have Apple CarPlay. Mm. And I've been in your car, Stephen. Alex Bruce, I guess the real answer to your question was, ask a car salesperson how they do it, because they can sell anything to a Dustin. So... Yeah, yeah, I, and Steven. Have you thought about adding Apple CarPlay to your photos, Alex? Because I think you'd sell a lot more prints if they came with Apple CarPlay, you know what I'm saying? People walk up to your photo and they just touch a few buttons. Also, get it done. Sunroof. Sunroof, Steven. You know what also comes with a sunroof? An all-the-time sunroof? A riding lawnmower that you could use to mow all the grass down in your local prairie. Why would you get a minivan? Just, no, just run away from this. Run far, far away. I don't know, Steve. I need to sleep on it, but I think I'm leaning towards the yes. Are you getting a Kia or a Hyundai? Kia, we're getting the same. Hyundai doesn't make a van. So does the Kia have the panoramic sunroof like the Hyundais have? No. Oh, no. yeah. Don't don't go for it then. Sunroof's not worth it unless you get that panoramic one, baby. A sunroof and Geninize oh, SUV. Baby. It's like the whole roof is a sunroof. It's amazing. That's what you want. Does it open? Yeah, it does. You've been in my yeah, car. But your SUV is pretty amazing. Yeah, I know it's awesome. But we need we're minivan people, man. We we. We Get might have rid of the, the minivan. We need that space. Don't you have like two minivans right now? Just get rid of one of them. No, we have an SUV and we have a minivan. Just get a big SUV. You get a get a Santa Fe. Get a panoramic sunroof. That's from Honda. <laughs> what are you a son? Are you moonlighting as a Hyundai dealer? <laughs> you can have everything I have. Everything you. <laughs> Everything you say you want, you could have. Just get a Santa Fe. It's bigger than my SUV. It costs more. It's got a panoramic sunroof. It has Apple CarPlay. Everything you want. Yeah, but this van, Stephen, it has not one, not two, not four, not six, but ten. Ten cup holders. I can have ten cups of whatever beverage I want, Stephen, in this car in a steady, stable condition at all times. Ten cups of diabetes. Sounds great. Yeah. It'd be water, Stephen. It doesn't have to be a sugar beverage. It's not going to be water. I've seen what you drink. I've spent time with you. It's like a new Starbucks drink every day. (sighs) Every day is a $5 day. That's like a at the like Cowboys the and Girls. At the, I really want to know what that stands Country for. Bluegrass Bar. It's a country oh, really? bluegrass bar, yes. All right, we're going to wrap this up. Good night, Dustin. It's been great talking with you. I love you so much. Good night. Good night. Cinderella's beautiful gangbang. Wedding Photo Hangover was edited this week by Steve Van Elk of Bespoke Tone. Go to Bespoke Tone for all of your photo, video, and audio editing needs.